Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Guru Nguyen's Fantasy Football Podcast. Making our way to the NFL Draft. Five days away. Wiz and I have been going through each division, team by team, trying to assess the team needs. And uh, that's where we are now, to the AFC South. Changing of the guard, I think, a bit in this division, Wiz, where Tennessee is uh, looking like it's going to be falling behind uh, potentially all three teams in this division. I actually like, we're going to kick off with the Texans here. Um, I like the fact that the Texans have a ton of draft picks, 12. They've made some interesting signings. They brought in Demeco Ryans, obviously, as the head coach. But Wiz is so much, uh, I guess, so much noise around this second pick and, and what the Houston Texans will do with it. Yeah, I think in a situation like this, normally you'd see a team, uh, you know, maybe uh, trade back uh, if they can't, uh, you know, be quite sure what they're going to do and, and accumulate draft picks. But they don't need to do that. They have they have 12 picks and, you know, they have a pair of first rounders, a second rounder, a pair of third rounders. Um, so they have, they have five picks early in this draft. So I, I think... They'll make the pick. When I look at the Texans, there are three glaring needs. Obviously, with the with the Brandon Cook trade, they really could use a wide receiver. They're, they're going to take one in this draft. They need somebody to get after the pass rusher. Um, you have a defensive-minded coach, and and they also need a quarterback. So um, there there are many ways to go about this. When I'm mapping out the Texans, how I would go about it is I think as far as an edge rusher, uh, Will Anderson does not, that type of player does not come around every so often. I think he's a dynamite player. So the way I go about it is I, I would take Will Anderson with pick two. I would take um, uh, Jackson Smith and Nigba from Ohio State, probably the safest better wide receiver their 12th overall pick, and then I, I, with their with their third pick, which is the second round, which is um, uh, very early, in, you know, at the top of the second round, I would probably, you know, if Hendon Hooker, I think, is a good chance of being available. So I think that would be a big win for them. Will Anderson, Jackson, Jackson Smith, and Nigba, um, and and Hendon Hooker with their with their third pick. Um, could they take, could they go about it and go with C.J. Stroud? Yes, and then pair him up with his receiver, Jackson smith Negro from Ohio State, maybe. But um, I think you have a defensive-minded coach, and I think he realizes and understands the importance of getting somebody that can get after the uh, opposing quarterback. Yeah, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Um, they brought Case Keenum here, to, and Davis Mills is still on the roster. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion around a better quarterback class next year uh, in the draft. But, but to your point, if Hendon Hooker would be available uh, at number 33, I think that's a pick that the, that the Texans would definitely have to look at. I agree with you in terms of edge rusher uh, and, and on Will Anderson. Uh, receiver is definitely a necessity here. Um, probably a tight end as well somewhere along the way. Uh, obviously, you want to protect your quarterback, so continuing to build on offensive line as well. But I, I love the fact that they have six picks uh, within the first 103 picks of this draft. That's a really nice position. And I think this is a, a, a roster that, that – well, a team that will, will shake off all, all of the – horrendous aspects of what we've seen over the last few years uh, that trade for of Deshaun Watson has given them some draft capital uh, in this draft as well. So yeah, I think uh, 
better days ahead for the Houston Texans, and they, and they can build upon the draft. Um, when we look at the Indianapolis Colts, Wiz, who are sitting in the fourth slot uh, and also are in a position where they have nine draft picks, four in the top 106, uh, most likely this is the team that's going to be taking a quarterback. I think they probably need some help um, on the edge, and the offensive line, uh, which has been a strong point of the Colts over the years, uh, definitely showed some weakness last year. Uh, I think that's another place with, with the Indianapolis Colts, uh, who are going to be going in a different direction, obviously, coaching changes. So it will be with a new quarterback, was. Yeah, unlike the uh, Texans, um, the Colts feel their the rest of their roster, you know, it, it could be good enough to contend. They have got to take a quarterback with that, you know, that number fourth overall pick. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that they like Will Levis better than Anthony Richardson. Uh, C.J. Stroud, I, I guess, is definitely a scenario where he could even be available for, but they'll be taking um, a quarterback with that fourth overall pick. They have nine picks. Uh, but when you look at that team, you know, uh, they lost Paris Campbell. Could they take a wide receiver in this draft? Yes. But I think besides quarterback, all layers on that defense, edge rusher, linebacker, cornerback, um, so a lot of layers on that defense they need help. And I think quarterback with their first overall pick, with the fourth overall pick, which is their first round, and then the rest of their draft, I think most of it being done going after the defensive side of the football. I think the one thing was that they have a bit of luxury in. Uh, they've got a quarterback currently uh, who's number one familiar with the head coach in the offensive system and Gardner Minshew we're talking about. Um, so if, in fact, a player like Richardson uh, is w- who they think is the more desirable upside candidate, you know, down the road. You've got a placeholder in Minshew. And quite frankly, Minshew can win football games for you. Yeah, I think it works both ways, right? I think he could be a bridge quarterback if you get Richardson or Will Levis, or if, you know, the, the guy that you really wanted is not there, you could say, okay, you know, we're going to roll with, with uh, with Gardner Minshew this year, and I think they, they, they'd be okay with that, but um, I'd be hard-pressed to believe that they're not going to take a quarterback with the fourth pick, uh, but having Minshew, I think, is is, is an important acquisition they made earlier this, uh, um, this offseason. And uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars made a statement last year, was they won the division. I think they're prohibitive favorites coming into the season. Uh, a, a significant turnaround from the play of Trevor Lawrence with Doug Peterson uh, as the head coach instead of Urban Meyer, who really ran this franchise into the ground. Uh, going in the right direction, they made some great signings last year. All of their receivers, uh, and I'm including Evan Ingram in that, uh, had over 75 catches. Uh, and there's a lot of upside here, and guess what? They're adding, they're adding Calvin Ridley to the equation. So um, there's not a lot not to like about what's happening in Jacksonville. I think it's an improving defense as well. Uh, but the great thing is, too, is they also have nine picks. Uh, they have a one, a two, a three, two fours, and three sixes, so no fifth-round pick. Uh, but obviously adding a player like Ridley is, is adding an immense talent to uh, a solid, solid, solid team. I know we talked about the addition of Dearness Johnson to this team, which, was, which will add some running back depth here. Uh, but, yeah, the defense, I, I think you want to continue to work on that um, on the edge as well. This is a short-term contract for Evan Ingram, so there may be some 
depth that they might want to add there. That's another thing. And, uh, you know, I think you want to protect your quarterback. So offensive line, particularly guard, is a place where I think the Jaguars need to look at, Wiz. Yeah, I think they also on the defensive side of the football as well. Um, when I look at the Jags, I, I see a lot of talent. Uh, but, again, they're one of these teams that they're, they're play very finesse-type football. I want to know – can ETN get the tough yards if they're, you know, third and a yard and a half at the other team's 25 to try to ice the game? Can they run the ball in the last four minutes of the game to ice the clock if they're winning the game? Uh, you know, these are things. They're, they're a finesse team. Um, and I think I think with this draft, they are going to take somebody. Uh, they're going to take a tight end. Um, either a rugged tight end like Mayer, uh, from Notre Dame to help with that running game, and he's a dual threat. It, it could be a, a good target. Uh, if they go 12 personnel, if it works out with Ingram in the middle of the field, or they could go Dalton Kincaid. That's the type of player um, that would work with this team, and another type of player that can get down the field from the tight end spot with a lot of speed. That team would be very, very difficult to defend. So defensive side of the football, and in terms of offense, um, I think a tight end will be taken in this draft by the Jags. All right, and that leaves us with the Texans, Wiz, who, uh, you know, for the most part have been the team to beat in this division over the last few years, and we saw things start to slip away a bit last year. Uh, Tyler Wan has retired. Uh, looks like Tannehill's, uh, you know, I, I think getting long in the tooth, and I think, uh, you know, with the injury last year to Derrick Henry, yes, he came back late in the year, but we've talked a lot about it on this podcast about the mileage on that player. Um, they have only six picks, Wiz. There's a lot of needs on this team. They do have a strong defensive front um, where they are able to stop the other team's rushing game pretty frequently, uh, which is important in a division like this where a couple of good running backs like a Jonathan Taylor and obviously Travis Etienne, but... Nonetheless, that defense, because the offense has trouble staying on the field. Malik Willis is a complete disaster. We know that. Uh, they've got holes at wide receiver. They've got holes at offensive line. They probably need some running back depth down the road. Uh, they could use probably a little bit of help. Uh, all, I would say center, offensive tackle, offensive guard, all over the line. But again, only six picks in the draft. Uh, they do have the 11th and the 41st pick, but they have a one, a two, a three, I think uh, a five, six, and seven. That's the way it plays out. Uh, but again, team, I, I mean, I love the coach. I think Mike Vrabel's outstanding. He's, 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 a, he's one of those solid apples from the Belichick tree. But again, was this looks like a team that's going to be you know, basically fighting for the basement in this division. Yeah, I mean, you could see they're trying to maybe um, do a reboot. Uh, that's why you hear the talks with Derrick Henry. That's why I think... Um, at the end of the day, they're going to try and get someone other than Tannehill to run the show on offense. So I, there's a lot of rumors that they, they're looking to trade up, but they don't really have a lot of draft equity to trade up. I mean, can they, what, what would it take? A team, see, this is the thing, right? They have the 11th pick. So there's a lot of talks that they're looking to move into that two spot or three spot. Um, I mean, I don't think they have enough equity in this year's drafts, and you start having to mortgage future first-round draft picks. It's difficult. I could see them doing it. Um, 
trying to make a last stand here. Uh, they know how close, you know, that window is closed. But um, to your point, I, they really need help in that secondary. They they could use a wide receiver, certainly. Um, they have Traylon Burks, but after that, there's not much at the wide receiver position. So they need to accomplish a lot, and if they need to try and move up, um, I'm not sure they have the draft equity to do that. So I see some ascending teams in this division, and unfortunately with Titans, I see them more of a descending team. Yeah, I will say, Wiz, the, the one player, I mean, we talk, you talked about receiver, but I think we saw this late in the season. We saw it in the playoff. We, we saw it uh, in that uh, playing game, excuse me. Uh, but that kid Ozigbo, the tight end that they drafted from uh, Maryland last year, uh, incredibly athletic, and I think that's a player that uh, will continue to grow in, in whoever is leading this offense and uh, uh, a cornerstone uh, in the future of the Tennessee offense. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he looks like a promising young player, but you need more than a couple of second-year decent pass catches oh, yeah. um, to, to, to do well in the NFL, especially when you have an inconsistent quarterback. So, um, yeah, I, w- I, w- I would agree that he looked uh, – he he looked good towards the end of the year, and he's a he's definitely a promising young player. All right, Wiz, so that wraps it up. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We've got one division to go. Uh, we'll get that on the other side, the a- AFC West. Uh, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. So excellent job, Wiz, and uh, talk to you on the side about the AFC East. Oh, West, excuse me. You got you got it. <laughs>